So I think about my toolbox, right? As a holistic health practitioner, right? I open my toolbox over here, right? And I go, okay, like, let's prioritize this. Like, what do we really think is going on? Is your cortisol dysregulated? And we need to actually really help your body um, and your nervous system come back down because it's so elevated, it's throwing everything off. And so it's hard to know like what's going on with your hormones versus what's going on with your stress response. So how do we do that? Maybe through food, through exercise, through meditation, through supplements. Hi, welcome to Girlfriends of a Certain Age, a podcast for women in midlife. We are busy living our best lives. I'm your co-host, Fleshe Hesh. I'm a business coach and work-life balance expert for women. And I'm your co-host, Jessica Neighbor. I'm a voice coach for vocalists and public speakers online at Impact Vocal Coaching. We are girlfriends in real life, and in every episode, we'll discuss a different hot topic about becoming wise women, recovering from being a good girl, and not giving a bleep anymore. If you identify as a girlfriend of any age and you want to join our conversation, Join us on Instagram, YouTube, and girlfriendsofacertainage.com. Hey, girlfriend. Hey, girlfriend. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. I, you know, you said it the other week. My Mondays have never been more fun now that we're doing this podcast. Why didn't we do this sooner? I have a reason to like put on a clean shirt. Oh, Actually, it's funny. Today, I was like, where's my girlfriend of a, a where's my recovering good girl t-shirt? And I decided not to wear it because I've noticed I've been wearing a lot of dark colors. So for mm. those of you watching us on YouTube, you'll probably be like, why is she so dark and dreary? Mm. Uh, so today I decided to put on a, a clean shirt that was yeah. not black. Yeah. Um, so I need to go get my, myself a new recovering good girl shirt uh-huh. in white yes. so that I can show up a little, you know, a little brighter with my background. So- and I'm liking the bling. You got some bling on. For those of us who can watch on video, it's it's very fun. Well, we have some more bling. We have a very special guest who we cannot wait to introduce to you all. Um, she is a wonderful person inside and out. And we are going to use her expertise today about all things health, wellness, and nutrition related. So we want to introduce to you Michelle Dwyer. Hey, Michelle. Hey, girlfriends. This is the best way I've started my Monday in a long time. So. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Right? Right? in, Michelle. You fit right in. Absolutely. So Michelle is a fantastic person. We are going to be asking her questions for ourselves and for our community of girlfriends of a certain age about things like health and wellness and perimenopause, menopause, hormone balance, uh, you name it. And we've gathered some uh, common hot topic questions. So hopefully we ask them. And if there's anything we forgot, we're going to give you a way to reach out directly to Michelle. um, Or you can also reach out to us and, you know, maybe we have to have her back on. So we're going to dive into it together. Uh, Michelle, uh, I can't wait. I'm going to give you a little intro here. Here we go, Michelle. (laughs) So Michelle Dwyer is a holistic health coach and certified nutrition consultant living in Oakland, California. Her role is to guide her clients on their journeys toward greater wellness, energy, and vibrancy through a holistic approach. By looking at all aspects of health, body, mind, and spirit, she empowers clients to create and maintain a lifestyle that nourishes the person through quality, food, spiritual connections with self and others, moving the body and self-love. 
Michelle has Master of Science degree in health and nutrition education and is board certified in holistic nutrition by the National Association of Nutrition Professionals. She is founder of Whole Life Nourishment for Changemakers, a mind-body-spirit program that addresses the whole health of progressive leaders and visionaries. Love that. She works with clients both locally and across the country via Zoom or phone. For more information about her services, you can find her at healthcoachmichelle.com, which we will gladly put in our show notes for you. So welcome. What a wonderful, what a wonderful, you know, journey that you're on. Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, just to, just to highlight that, um, I've been in practice for 10 years and so it's, it kind of came as I was heading into middle age, this, this wellness journey of my, for myself and for my clients. So I feel like it's been quite the decade and I'm super excited about the next part of the deck. Like what's the next decade to come. So Ooh, I love right? that being excited about aging. Yes, absolutely. So, so absolutely. that was going to be my first question, Michelle, is we, we'd love to hear about the journey. What made you become this health coach and nutrition consultant? What, what has that journey been like for you? Yeah. So uh, before this, I was a high school teacher. I'd been in education for over 15 years and I got sick and it wasn't anything that they could say, you have this. I just was not well. And I was going to doctor after doctor and, you know, I'm sure they were doing their best, but I was not having my needs met. And so it led me on this whole health and wellness journey. And I always kind of talk about like the Phoenix rising from the ashes, right? Mm. On the other side of the journey, I realized that this is how I wanted to serve and what I wanted to do. And it's such a privilege. I mean, I'm sure you both feel this about the work that you do. It's such an honor and a privilege to be that guide and support for people on their health and wellness journey. So, and then I was thinking about this call and I, I or this podcast for today. And I was so excited to think like, how amazing. So I'm, I'm 48, almost 49. And I've been doing, I know. Samesies, samesies. <laughs> and I've been doing this for 10 years and I feel so much gratitude to women who trusted me you know, when I was still in my thirties or early forties who were in perimenopause, menopause, decades into menopause and trusted me and their health journey. And then I've learned so much from them. So yeah, there's my training, there's my master's degree, there's the ongoing training that I've done, but really it's listening to my clients. It's listening to each other and really like taking all that knowledge and information and supporting them. And, and it's just, it's been, it's been an amazing journey. So as much as it was hard to be sick at the time, right. It really was the, pardon my French, the shit that became the compost that grew the flower. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was your mess to success. That was and my so, mess to success. Yeah. And honestly, that's what makes us trust you, right? We know that you know what it's like to be yeah. confused, to yes. look to the medical community and say, help, I actually feel tears welling up yeah. um, yeah. because we're looking for help and support and to not either be taken seriously or that to notice I don't think they know what they're doing. I don't think they know what's wrong with me, with my beautiful female body. Yes. Um, So I want to ask you a big question before we get into the nitty gritty of all the self-serving questions that Jessica and I (laughs) want to throw at you. What's wrong? What's wrong Mm. with the system as it's set up right now? Because I think I hear so many complaints and we want to do a whole episode actually on stuff our shit our doctors said to us that was inappropriate or rude or wrong. Can I share? 
share one before we start? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, just, yeah. I just talked to a client yesterday who the doctor, a female doctor, mm. told her to be smaller. Oh. Smaller. Wait, do you mean lose weight or what do you mean by smaller? That's what she was trying to say. She was trying to basically tell her you need to lose 10 pounds, but she used the word you need to be smaller. <gasps> wow. Yeah. The, the, the hackles on my body, like it was, it was, it, it, it. So to Flesha, that's such a good question. I will, oh I will take a big scope back, right? In that the bigger picture is retelling our story. Hmm. That's the big picture, right? I mean, this is this is not just decades long. This is this is generations and generations and generations, right? We need to retell the story. And I loved uh, what you were saying, Fleche, about being the queen, right? <laughs> so often in the archetypes, right? It's the, the virgin, which don't even get me started on virginity, <laughs> right? It's the, the virgin, right? Or the maiden, right? Maiden mother crone, right? Mm. And I, nothing against crones. If someone wants to embrace crone energy, go for it. But I'm not ready to embrace crone energy. I am ready to embrace queen energy though, right? Mm. Like I'm all about embracing being a queen, right? What, what, however that manifests itself. And so I think that's like the bigger, the bigger archetype in terms of like, as we narrow in, I'm naming things that you both already know. Women are dismissed, have been dismissed in the medical industry for years, right? On a personal level with our doctors, but also in terms of studies. So you yeah. look at something like heart disease, which is the number one killer of women, right? way more than breast cancer, which took my mother and I have a strong feeling about breast cancer, mm. right? But heart disease, well, guess what all the studies were, who, who all the studies were done on? They were done on men. Yeah. I, think, I, had, I think mostly white men. I do. Mostly, I always well, associate that with men, heart attacks. Absolutely. And Flesha, you get into the second point, which we know we have the studies to, to validate the experience that women of color are mm. at greater risk in this medical industry, right? The higher rates of losing children, losing the, the dying in childbirth, and then being ignored with their hormonal needs as they go through menopause. So you've got systemic patriarchy, you've got systemic racism, right? You name all the layers that we are trying to dismantle on a day-to-day -day basis, personally, professionally, societally, but absolutely, it's, it's all of those. I was just listening to another podcast about menopause and I was I knew this to be true, but I was still struck by this. Just like uh, doctors are only given maybe a half day on nutrition uh, during their whole <laughs> medical training, right? half day, like a little, wow. a little, little mini course. Wow. Um, they are only given a few hours on menopause mm. if they are even trained at all. This is a <laughs> shocker. We have great systemic issues that need to be shifted and changed. And in the meantime, we need to empower ourselves to get good information, to get resources, to reach out to each other. Cause mm -hmm. I, I don't want to be like, it's the system and we're all screwed, right? Like we don't want right. to be in that disempowered place. And so my big message is about empowering yourself. The other thing I really want to say, you know, your body best. So if you are being questioned about knowing your body, if you are being told that you're overreacting, if you're getting a feeling from a doctor that these are just normal, just part of aging, um, 
my yeah. my suggestion is find a different doctor. Find yeah. a doctor that is yes. on your side and and willing to listen to you. Well, Michelle, I did that. I had an old school doctor who basically, when I was going through my perimenopausal symptoms, which for me were super hormonal. So I'd be like, I don't know why I'm crying all the time. You know, I'm crying. It's, I don't know why. And she just said, oh, you just you just have to deal with it. It's what all women go through and you just have to deal with it. I'm like, I have to deal with this? That mm -hmm. sounds awful. Mm -hmm. And on that point, I want to point out, I did a little Google search for our uh, pod and I just typed in menopause. And this is what our friend Google on the first page pops up. Up top, 10 weird menopause symptoms. That's from Wild Woman. Number two, worried about menopause for better body. Uh, three, symptoms, treatments, weight gain, and more from WebMD. And four, rocky road to menopause. That's from Harvard Health. <laughs> oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. And this is just page one. And the words that really popped out, right? Let's just think weird, worried, weight gain, and rocky road. <laughs> Totally. Yeah. And, and oh. I'm such a believer in language, right? What are we telling our bodies? Right? What is society <sighs> telling us that this should should be our experience? And what are we telling ourselves? I, I did the same, Jessica, when I gave my um so that my talk is writing the perimenopausal wave because I wanted to bring fun and like Hey, okay, sure. Like we're riding the wave, right? I love that. And, yes. And ocean's gonna do what the ocean's gonna do, but I'm on my surfboard and I'm doing this, <laughs> right? Um, but the same thing, I like to bring a lot of humor into my um conversations. And so I was trying to find like funny memes or cute cartoons that had to do with perimenopause. And they again, similar tone. It was all about how horrible it is, it how uh, like jokes at the expense of women. And I just thought, what, what is wrong with this conversation? So that's my whole point. Like we need to a start the conversation because yeah. I don't know that there's been enough conversation. And then part two has changed the conversation. I love that you're doing such important work because I think we feel, we start to feel often like we we fade in midlife anyways, like we become less relevant to, to our greater culture. And then we're going through this huge, huge hormonal shift in our yeah. life. Yeah. And we're so isolated. 100%. And it's just like, we, we shouldn't have to do that. So that's also like, that was one of our biggest reasons for doing this podcast was because we yeah. were basically going through perimenopause going, I, this is so crazy. We need yeah. to, we need to live out loud. And so I just think that's really, really wonderful. 100%. And I think that's part of, you know, the great work that you both are doing and is, mm. is not just changing the conversation around our bodies and empowering our bodies and understanding our bodies and just recognizing that this is like a period of flux, right? This is a period of change and we need to honor that. Mm -hmm. um, but also like all the things I, and I wrote them down because they were things that, that like, yeah, changing the story around sex, changing this, the story around power, changing the story around visibility, changing the story around all these different piece, pieces. It's, it's, it's all the levels. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. 100%. So if we did have, you know, a, a girlfriend of a certain age who came to you and just said, Michelle, I am having these perimenopausal um, symptoms. I'm riding this wave. Mm -hmm. um, what would sort of your general approach be with someone who's 
Ride in the wave. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so wait, can you add in? Sure. I'm sorry to interrupt. Please, can yeah. you add in a few of what the symptoms are for girlfriends who are kind of like, what exactly do they mean by symptoms? Yep, absolutely. So, you know, I feel like the culture kind of just talks about hot flashes, and that is something that a lot of women have, but a lot of women never have. And so, yes, certainly hot flashes can be a piece. Disrupted sleep is a pretty common symptom, and there's a lot of layers to disrupted sleep. Some of those are hormonal, some of those are situational. Situational. Some of those are just the lives that we're we're living, like lifestyle um, pieces. Um, it's not just women who are having difficulty sleeping. So those are common ones that I I see. I see that needing to change maybe what they do for their exercise and movement. That's something that was feeling really good in their bodies before suddenly is not feeling so good in their bodies. And so a lot of what I do is just really honoring you are in a new chapter of your life. I don't eat the way that I did when I was in my twenties and thirties. I don't dress the way that I did when I was in my twenties and thirties and not in a good way or a bad way. There's no mm-hmm. judgment, but it's just different. And so it's really like listening to our bodies. So I would say, you know, hot flashes, sleep disruption. I feel like the things that aren't talked about is the role of stress and cortisol and now the role that that plays on hormones, because I feel like it's just, again, sort of taken for granted in our culture that we're all stressed out. And it can just be as this sort of like ubiquitous thing that we're all just floating in, but from a hormonal perspective, and I'm going to get a little technical here, but not that technical, but from a, from a hormonal perspective, if our cortisol, which is our main stress hormone, if that's dysregulated, it's going to throw off all of our other hormones. So we're when we're in that perimenopausal wave where month to month, day to day, week to week, things are shifting in terms of our estrogen, our progesterone, all these different hormones add to the mix, our stress levels, right? And that can throw off both our progesterone and our estrogen, but that can also throw off things like our thyroid, right? Which does a lot of things to regulate healthy weight, our body temperature, our sleep, our digestions. I feel like that's also part of the conversation that sort of gets dismissed. We're sort of like, and again, it's a very Western medicine approach. Like here, a symptom. How do I, what's the medicine that I take to, to get rid of that symptom versus this is the symptom. This is my body talking to me. What is my body trying to tell me so that I can get back into better balance and feel better, but it's actually getting to some of these like underlying root issues. There's Um, like an irony about that too, which is that the, the idea that women are oftentimes suffering this alone, which I would think would just pile on the stress, which then is then going to just make their symptoms and their hormones more out of balance. So it just seems like a very vicious cycle. 100%, right? And that's, again, you know, not to make gross general overizations about, <laughs> about women there. We, they have studied this in terms of like women coming together. It actually shifts and changes our hormones. We, and I will say, I want to just add the caveat of like supportive women, right? <laughs> I'm very lucky and very blessed. And I'm very, um, mindful about my, my circle. Mm-hmm. I, I bring in, um, and, and be with people who are very, supportive, right? So I just want to put that little caveat around it that supportive, <laughs> supportive people, but um, absolutely like that we do not have to go this alone. So whether it's with our girlfriends, whether it's with a professional that's really listening and hearing you absolutely like going about this alone is just going to add to it. And I think, you know, Jessica, you said this feeling like we're going crazy, which again, you know, historically the sort of like mad woman <sighs> and right. And that we just got to like lock her away, put her away, medicate her, yeah. right? Hysteria, hysterical. Hysteria, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. This wandering womb, right? And so, <laughs> <laughs> you got to watch out for those. Oh, man. <laughs> They're going to get you. There's a cartoon I want to I want to make, right? Oh, my gosh. Uh, right? <laughs> the so, like, next slasher film, The Wandering Womb. Yeah, oh. right? And so, again, it's just like honoring all these things. So you bring up mood, right? So I feel like a lot of women start to notice mood. Um, I think you even talked about this on the in the midst uh, conversation, brain fog. So mm. brain fog is really interesting, just as a side note. Um, in my world of, of functional health, holistic health and medicine, we've been talking brain fog for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, when someone says what's brain fog, I say, well, then you've obviously never had it because if you've had brain fog, you're like, oh, that's exactly <laughs> it. I know exactly what you're talking about. And it can feel like it comes out of nowhere, like kind of like you're in the Bay Area where all of a sudden it's like super foggy and you're like, where did that come from? <laughs> but what I want to say, what's interesting is in terms of uh, long COVID, uh, one of the symptoms is brain fog. And so suddenly brain fog, I'm seeing it in the New York Times. I'm seeing it being talked about in the mainstream media. So my hope, not that I'm, I'm devastated about like what's happened to our, you know, our whole world and and anybody who's suffering from long-term COVID. But I'm also hopeful that the conversation about how, again, how to get to these kind of root causes. Um, and But again, you know, so many women are told that's normal. That's a part of aging. You're just mm. going to start to lose your memory. Brain fog is nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. Here's this antidepressant. I think there's just so many things, whatever the symptom is to take a look and see like, okay, how can I best support my body? How can I feel as good as possible as soon as possible? That's what I'm always trying to do with my clients, like bang for the buck, let's get there. Because mm-hmm. if we can't, we can't, it's hard to like eat well and exercise if we're exhausted. Oh, go. Cool. Yeah. I, I know we have, uh, well, you touched on something that, um, is sort of sparking my brain alive, which is antidepressants. And, um, like two years ago, I was seeing a new doctor and she saw how old I was and she's like, how's it going? And I'm like, how's what going? Then I realized, oh, she must be talking about menopause. Oh, awesome. I've never had this conversation. I lean forward and she's like, well, when you're ready, we have antidepressants that we can give you. And I was like, but what, why would you offer me that? Uh, I even called her out. I said, I'm trained as a therapist. Are you telling me that you're offering that as the first thing to people? And another woman, she's probably like 10 years younger than me, poor thing turned bright red. Mm. Uh, and I, but I did want to shame her a little bit. I, I was, I was shocked and horrified. That was the first thing that she offered me. What is your sense of why that is the first thing that is prescribed to women of a certain age? What, what do you think that's about? Uh, if I'm feeling gracious, the answer to that question is that it's, it's ignorance. It's, they don't have a lot of tools in their toolbox, right? So you come to them and say, I'm struggling with hot flashes, disrupted sleep, uh, you know, crying jags before my period, uh, two week long periods, whatever, right? They go over to their toolbox. And again, because this is lack of training, this is not willful ignorance. This mm-hmm. is not right. Like them trying not to help us. This is just from lack of training. They go over to that toolbox and they look inside. Well, what do they have? They have antidepressants and they have the pill. Those are the two things that typically, if you go in starting to say that you're having issues, they're like, here, same thing happens with like, you have GI issues. They're like, oh, here, 
you know, take this omeprazole and, and come back and see me in six weeks. Let's see if it gets fixed. Oh, your cholesterol is high. Let's not figure out like why here's this medication. Right. So mm -hmm. I think it's just the, it's just part of the toolbox and the training. Also, Fleche, I don't know how much time you had with that person, but like, you know, typically with our doctor meetings, we have 15 minutes. Right? right. And, right. and that time to have that like deeper, longer conversation about what's going on, what's going to best support us. Uh, I come back to that client who the doctor said, get, you know, be smaller, be smaller. you know, she said, okay, well, what do I do? Like, what, what do you want me to do? And she's like, I don't have time. I don't have time. Like, I don't have time for that. Right. And so it was like, you mm. know, this, this sort of like judgment is thrown out from my perspective, terrible bedside manner in terms of how to communicate that and then offering no support or guidance. Right. And so I think today's episode is brought to you in part by our dear friend and girlfriend of a certain age, relationship coach Tamara Mendelssohn. We wanted you to meet Tamara because she brings a really fresh perspective to relationships that we thought you needed to know about. You can learn more about Tamara at tamaramendelssohn.com. Hi, Tamara Mendelssohn here, relationship coach. Relationships are hard. And I wrote the mini relationship roadmap to help you along the way in your own relationship. Tips and tricks and some exercises to help figure out if your relationship is broken or if you're just angry. So sign up for our email down below and get on our mailing list and I'll send you out this workbook right away. Talk soon. Today's episode is brought to you by Impact Vocal Coaching. Do you need to improve your public speaking skills? You can increase your confidence and skill with my new training course. It's called Impact, the essential public speaking course for your online and in-person presentations with me, voice coach Jessica Neighbor. You will improve your speaking effectiveness for your meetings, for your podcasts, and for your social gatherings with girlfriends of a certain age. I'm an international voice coach and author, and I've been teaching professionally for 20 years. You'll learn valuable speech skills in my streamlined six-step process. And listeners of Girlfriends of a Certain Age get two bonuses when you join soon. You can join the Impact Vocal Coaching course at impactvocalcoaching.com. Hope to see you inside. Stay calm and speak on. So I think about my toolbox, right? As a holistic health practitioner, right? I open my toolbox over here, right? And I go, okay, like, let's prioritize this. Like, what do we really think is going on? Is your cortisol dysregulated? And we need to actually really help your body um, and your nervous system come back down because it's so elevated, it's throwing everything off. And so it's hard to know like what's going on with your hormones versus what's going on with your stress response. So how do we do that? Maybe through food, through exercise, through meditation, through supplements. And so I have a whole, even just for that, a whole big thing, or like, mm -hmm. Hey, let's, let's find out, let's get your thyroid tested. Let's find out what's going on there. Maybe that's causing some of the issues. Okay. So then here's a whole big thing we can do there. Right. And mm -hmm. so it's, it's expanding our toolbox, right. Mm -hmm. And it's working with someone who's got a really big toolbox. And also, you know, the thing I think that's so important is going to talk to you as a human and say, tell me about your experience. Tell me about your quality of life. 
tell me about like what's going on for you and then let's talk options, right? Because not everybody wants to do every option. So I think that's, and that just takes time. And I think that's the, the, the challenge. There's something that you're really sparking in me, which is this idea of expanding the toolbox. You shared this really beautiful health wheel and what what jumped out to me um, when I think of like health and nutrition, I think probably my Western training, I think of exercise and diet Yep, because that's all gained towards weight loss. 100%. And I'm looking at your wheel here and there are eight, eight. areas, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. I'm looking at food, nutrition, sleep and rest, exercise and movement, um, schedule, routine, habit, ritual connection to self mindset connection to others purpose and mission i love that rather than eat salads and go on the elliptical which i confess for a long time was my focus it was my training and then also something interesting happened where like it i it worked or i thought it was working and then as my hormones started getting more complex my needs, what I was calling in started to feel like it was getting more complex. Not that it ever was the solution. I'll just totally. say, <laughs> but, yeah. but really yeah. like, I feel like for your, your expertise, that is what a lot of people associate immediately is, oh, this is how I, she's going to tell me how to lose weight and how to exercise or what to eat. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And in fact, you know, even just talking about the exercise, you know, um, some of the things that maybe were great for our body when we were 20 might actually be detrimental. And I don't mean because we're old, right? It's not because we can't do it. It's none of that BS, right? It's just actually, um, again, working with our bodies and that actually someone might need to do something that's very restorative, right? Like maybe they, their body doesn't need to be doing the hot yoga, right? And where they're feeling like they're going to pass out afterwards. And what they actually need is some like yin and restorative yoga. Oh my gosh. Like candlelight, you know? (laughs) I, I, I am a, I used to be a cardio nut, right? Like spin class, like high impact my body. I don't want that anymore. It doesn't revive me. Nope. I'm like, yep flat out exhausted. My joints is, they're like, what did you do to us? (laughs) It's, it's one of my number one questions that I ask someone is how did you feel after the workout? How did you feel after doing that exercise? How did you feel after doing that movement? Did it energize you? Did you feel pumped up? Did you feel good? Did you feel revitalized or did you feel knocked out? Did you feel drained? Did you feel like you were depleted? Because if you're Mm -hmm. feeling depleted, that is not working for you right now. It doesn't mean you have to give it up ever forever. Right. right? But that's not working for you right now. Right. And I think again, it's, it's shifting out of this, like push, 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 go, 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 which we know girlfriends that's people pleasing, (gasps) right. That is the good girl bullshit that I know you guys talk about all the time, right? If I'm a good girl, I eat my salad and I go on the elliptical. (laughs) Totally. Good girls do that. And as I'm saying it, like I can feel like, I feel almost like sick to my stomach, Mm, right? I feel almost sick to my, if you love salads, eat salads. I love a good salad. Like I'm down for a good salad, right? Yeah. but I'm also down for a bowl of pasta sometimes. I'm just gonna. <laughs> well, and there, but there's something that you just gave us too, right. and I just saw in my mind's eye. I felt myself relax for one, and I felt thousands of other women relax because mm-hmm. you just gave us permission to ask 
do, how do I feel after the workout? How do I feel after I eat that meal? How do I feel? And who am I doing it for? Right. When I hear that doctor saying, get small, it's like, oof. I hear some old fashioned thing. And my first thinking is like, well, okay. Yeah. It'll help your blood sugar or whatever the health issues that you've got going on. But maybe you need to look good for your spouse. You know, you don't want to fall apart. You know, it's, there's something shameful about it. And, and I have a question. How do I get a ha- my hands on your wheel? What's going on? How do I find <laughs> out and assess this for myself? Like where I'm at on your holistic health uh, wheel. Yeah, no, great. Um, thank you for the question. So yeah, I really love it as a, as a self-reflection tool. And I just want to say before we talk about it, like it's not, you're not grading yourself, right? You're not, it's not like, oh, I'm failing at this, right? Like we need to just change that. It's like, so I really use whole life nourish. So what is being nourished right now in our lives? And maybe what needs a little love and tenderness and attention? Because I think that's such a key part, again, about reframing this conversation is the do it all piece, right? We don't have to do it all. We don't have to do it all every day. We don't have to do it all, all the time. So um, the easiest way is just to go to healthcoachmichelle.com. And then there's that little entry spot right at the top. People give me their email address and it goes right there. Um, But I love using it anytime you're wanting to just kind of check in with yourself, like, Hey, like where, where do I want to give a little bit of extra love and attention? And it really came to me, you know, not to get too off topic, but it it came to me on an airplane. I don't know if you ever have like clear uh, (laughs) downloads, like in your mind when you're flying, but there's something about being up there. Um, I'm terrified to fly. So maybe it's like being on the edge of death. I'm not quite sure. (laughs) Heightened, heightened alert space. Heightened alert space, but This was in the midst of a very challenging time in our country. Um, I don't need to name names. We all know who I'm referring to. Mm -hmm. And I personally, as a, as a person who um, identifies as a change maker, I felt for four years, it was a fire hose of insanity. Yes. And putting out a fire every single day. And I just felt myself signing this petition, showing up at this March, donating money to this organization, researching like things that I'm not an expert in because suddenly I'm like, I need to become an immigration expert to understand like (laughs) what horrific thing is happening right now. Right. And I just could feel it as I can talk about it. Like I can feel the stress that I felt at that time. And I thought, Michelle, do all those things because you care about them, but stay in your zone of genius, which is supporting people in their health and wellness. Everybody who is caring about these issues right now, let those who are immigration experts be immigration experts and let those who are environmental experts be the environmental experts. And if you can support them and support all the folks trying to do good work out there, then you're, you're serving. Mm. And that's why mission and purpose is so important to me. You're, you're serving in this different way. And it just really occurred to me, you know, what do I talk about on a day-to-day basis? It's not eat salads and get on the elliptical. It's like, Hey, are you, are you getting enough sleep? Are you getting enough rest? You know, how do we make this doable so that there's not new 12 new to-do items on your list? Cause your to-do list is already too long and too overwhelming. How do you take mm-hmm. care of yourself and your family and your business and your partner mm-hmm. and your aging mm-hmm. parent and your community? Yes. We know this, right? It, it really is the filling the cup up first. And mm-hmm. we're told that as women, we're given kind of mixed messages, right? Like fill your cup up first, but then like also like give, 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 give. 
And then yeah. we're also not given like the tools to like, what do I need to do to actually nourish myself? Or we get punished when we do fill our cup or yes. we decide to yes. dial down the caretaking. Yes. Oh um, yeah. Yes. So they're, they're, it's so complicated. No, and to that point, Flesh, I like, I do want to like, and it's not to say that, that it has to be simple or easy, right? Like I, I don't like to oversimplify things. And I am a big believer in doing small things on a daily basis, right? Making them our new normal, making them just part of our lives. That's how we lead to those longer health and wellness changes. And what that might be for women in perimenopause or menopause is like, oh, what that is, is different. Let me figure out what my new normal is so that I can um, really support my body in this queen chapter of life. And so I think that's that's at least my, my big thing because it can start to feel so big and so yes. overwhelming and so many like so many different things like and 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 again we can start to get into this like something's wrong with me um sort of mindset right and it's again like okay like let's listen to your body let's support it how we can and what do we do like what are the small steps that we can take that can lead to those bigger changes so well what i love the feeling i'm getting when you're talking about all of this is just this wonderful acceptance it feels safe it feels expansive and I just remember going through menopause because now I am on the other side through menopause. I just felt like I was navigating a whole new landscape and I didn't completely trust myself. And that felt so frustrating because I felt like, you know, as a raised feminist, I really did want to trust my sexuality. Uh, when I gave birth, I wanted to trust myself. And I felt like I achieved those things. Perimenopause kicked my butt and I didn't have that same confidence, mm -hmm. but I really think it's because <laughs> when you look around, what is reflected back, you know, like there's nothing about it or it's just all bad news, right? Right. right. So I really appreciate this expansiveness and this very like um, intimate part that I think go is great training for all of us recovering good girls, which is how does this feel to me? <laughs> the workout, the food, mm -hmm. sleep, what you should be doing <laughs> versus what actually feels right for yep. you your yep. body, your journey. Yeah. And I think it, it's really radical because it's stripping away. This is the amazing, awesome part about middle age. The, the, all the things that we are not giving up beep about anymore, right? Is, <laughs> is, 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 it was really like, okay. And, and it takes, it takes space. I think, I think that's just, the thing I want to say, if we're just sort of bombarded with our life, right? It's just, I mean, and, and, and there are times in our life where for whatever reason, that's going to be more the case, but whatever sort of even like inching out those little spaciousness so that you can actually take that moment. And it doesn't have to take a long time, but just to take that moment, to take those couple deep breaths and be like, what, what do I actually want and need right now? What is, what is it that my heart needs? What is it that my mind needs? What is it that my body needs? And, and just getting curious about that versus like all these kind of outward imposed shoulds. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one of my favorite phrases, you probably use it too, is stop shooting on yourself, right? Anytime, <laughs> 
anytime those shoulds are piling up, stop, stop shitting on ourselves. ourselves. Oh my gosh. I call it the shoulda, coulda, woulda, but I love the stop shooting on yourself. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to use that one. That's great for girlfriends of a certain age. Yeah. You're giving us so much permission. You're giving us so much permission to be curious about ourselves with ourselves. And then of course, with our trusted, you know, health advisors and professionals. I know there are a lot of women who are leaning forward on you right now, Michelle, like, uh, (laughs) can I get a session with her? Because there is, it's so wonderful to be asked by someone in a calm, grounded space. How are you sleeping? How are you feeling? Let's unpack what's going on and the shifting needs of both your body and your mind and your spirit and your relationships and your everything. I think that's really beautiful. And, um, you know, as we wrap up our time together, I wonder what do you want the takeaway to be for women, for girlfriends of a certain age, maybe you're going through perimenopause, maybe just figuring out, oh, maybe I am going through perimenopause or Mm -hmm. on that menopause journey. What do you want to warm their heart with? Yeah. Well, I think it's just to acknowledge, first of all, that it is a, is a spectrum and a timeline like all things. Again, a, a very weird part of our culture is that we call this thing menopause, which is literally just a day in the life. It's two years after your last period, sort of arbitrary. And so again, like really honoring, I, I talk a lot about process. So just really honoring our process, honoring our journey. It's not about perfection. So letting go of any sort of perfection or even like, I have to figure this out. It's like, I think there's even this desire to perfectionize even menopause. Like I just got to fix it and I got to figure it all out. And it's like, okay, like I understand, I understand that feeling and really kind of doing it from that nourishing, supportive place. Right. So I think it's, it's like, instead of this sort of top down model, we're just trying to like put out fires or squelch something. It's like, okay, really nourishing from the roots upward. And so taking that time to pause and reflect and see like, okay, what at root, where do I want to start with supporting myself? Is it, is it more time in nature? Is it more time with my girlfriends? Is it, you know, carving out more, more sleep for myself? Is it um, seeking out professional help, whether it's with a therapist or a coach or whoever it might be, but really it's, it's like that, take that like one teeny tiny step. That's always my, my big um, recommendation. And if folks are curious, they're like, Hey, I don't even know what symptoms of, of like hormone symptoms are as part of the writing, the perimenopausal wave. I I created, I did it as a talk. I recorded it. It's online. It's available for any time. Anybody wants to catch the recording. It's about an hour and a half. No, sorry. It's about two hours. Try to keep it to an hour and a half, but I had a lot to share. But part of that is a hormone quiz. And I love that hormone quiz or questionnaire because we just start to see some of the things that we've been experiencing in context together. So you get that that hormone quiz, you get that questionnaire, and then it can kind of guide you as you listen to what I share. Um, I don't get into hormone therapy. That's out of my purview, right? That's that's in the realm of someone who does medicine and, and expertise. But there's, I guess the takeaway, that it's taking me a long time to say, there are so many things to be done. There are so many things that you can do right now to feel better right now. And they don't have to be medicine in the traditional sense, right? Um, That there's things you can do through lifestyle choices. There's things you can do through nutrition, through supplementation, and you can feel better, like pretty darn quickly. (laughs) And so I that's the hope that I want to really share with people is that, um, 
this story that women suffer and that we're just meant to suffer. And this is just supposed to be a suffering process. We're going to just take mm. that in and put that in the compost. Yeah. Oh, 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 yes. Goodbye. Amen. Amen. And like, and like what your client heard, get small. Like, I feel like you're basically saying, get big. Here's all the options. Yes. Yes. In fact, I mm. told her that. So that was oh, exactly yeah. <laughs> I was like, I want you bigger. I want thank I mean, you. Right? Like she's an artist. She's a grandma and mom. Like I want you bigger, bigger. Yeah, yeah. Well, so when, and that, that's like that. that's us for this podcast too. We want we want to age and get bigger. We want to live out loud. Like exactly. We want to be excited about the next chapter. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, and what I hear in that, I hear that song by JLo, Let's Get Loud. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, of course, did a whole episode about it, but mm-hmm. I think she's hearing her voice. It's like an anthem for mm-hmm. all of us. Let's get loud. Let's get bigger, take up more space mm-hmm. and get noticed, get our needs met mm-hmm. in a holistic, healthy, grounded and very personal way. And yep. Oh, you have just lit me up, Michelle. I'm so I know. excited. I'm so lit up. I'm so lit up. I'm so lit up. <laughs> Um, Michelle, are you ready to play our game? I am. All right. We love to ask all of our wonderful guests this fun question, which is uh, one of our taglines, which is what are you in your midlife not giving a shit about mm-hmm. uh, that the younger Michelle, the older Michelle used to worry about? Yeah. So uh, total recovering good girl. So I need that t-shirt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I really was thinking about it. And I think midlife plus quarantine has really reframed my sense of FOMO, my fear of missing out. Uh, growing up, I was the last to leave a party because I always thought that something amazing was going to happen the moment I left. Right. Um, and this started when I was a very little girl, when I experienced my first 4th of July and fireworks. And I thought that those were happening every single night after I went to bed and I didn't realize it was just once a year. <laughs> uh, and so I spent a lot of my twenties and thirties saying yes to things from a place of fear of missing out. And I have have gotten so good at really taking that moment, that pause that I was talking about and being like, is this actually lighting me up? Is this actually a hell yes? Or if it's not a hell yes, and not even going to say sorry. No, I'm going to just say no. Mm. Oh, I love that. Not even apologizing. Not even a sorry. No, just no, not going to no. happen. No, Ooh, no, feels not good. No, no, good. no, no, the no, the no. And the like, they'll have a great time there are other great times to be had. So that's, Mm. that's my thing that I don't give a shit about anymore is I'm there's, there's, I'm not going to miss out. There's, there's so many opportunities to, to, to live a joyful life. And sometimes that might be at home with my book. So yeah. What I hear in that is the party is here in me. I am my own party. Yes. And it's true. Oh, I'm so excited. This has been so delightful. Uh, So actually the thing that's happening next for me is I'm actually going to a doctor's appointment Mm. with the doctor who makes me feel the way you're talking about. Mm. And I'm just real, I'm just delighting in my power and voting with my feet saying Mm. a hell no to the, the doctor who was like, whispering to me awkwardly and offering me <laughs> antidepressants that, and I had no symptoms 
to a doctor who's going to sit with me and really hold eye contact and ask me how I'm doing and ask about my sleep. So I just want to yeah. thank you because I want every woman listening to have mm-hmm. that experience with her healthcare provider. Yep. And mm-hmm. you gave us that today. You gave us permission. You gave us insight. You gave us wisdom and you gave us knowledge, you know, more information that we can look into. And so I want to thank you for helping mm-hmm. thousands and thousands of women to feel more comfortable and to get their needs met. Oh my gosh. Hats off to you, Michelle. I'm just so grateful. And Michelle, I know you have something for our listeners, a a little, you know, invitation. So um, what can we give our girlfriends here today? And um, also along those same lines, where can our girlfriends find you if they want more from you? Thank you. Yeah. So health coach Michelle is my website and it's M I C H E L L E. And, uh, that wellness wheel is there, but I also wanted to offer to all the girlfriends. If you're interested in like, Hey, I, that sounds like me. And I want to hear more about perimenopause and riding that wave. That course that I was talking about with the questionnaire is half off to all the girlfriends. So, uh, there's the, awesome. the code word girlfriends that will <laughs> post the, I know I thought that was fun. Cute. Um, the promo code is girlfriends and it's, it's at your own pace. You can play it while you're folding laundry or like going out for a walk or whatever you're doing. Yeah. I just hope that again, you know, people can take away that one nugget, like, okay, this is something new. I learned about myself and my body. And this is one proactive step that I can take to support myself. So mm. Love it. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Well, all of that um, information and the links will also be in the show notes. So everyone can, um, you know, go find those wherever you're listening to this podcast, or if you're watching it on YouTube, it'll be in the description as well. So Michelle, we can't thank you enough. I am just like, I feel lighter and happier just talking to you. It's been a delight. Um, I really am inspired by your work and and your purpose and what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. And this has just been such a lovely space. It is, it is one of my new, new missions and purpose just to start having this conversation. So thank you for for this beautiful space to do so. I love it. Well, thank you. So uh, to all the girlfriends out there listening with us, you can also always let us know through Instagram, um, through our community, what you thought, what what are your golden takeaways from this wonderful uh, interview with Michelle, and we will get back to you. So until next time, girlfriends, bye. bye. Thank you for tuning in today to Girlfriends of a Certain Age podcast. Do you have a girlfriend who needs to hear this message? Share this episode with her. She will love you forever. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and comment wherever you get your podcasts. Stay tuned for more episodes where we discuss more hot topics about girlfriends living their best lives. You can follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and girlfriendsofacertainage.com.